Winona Forever is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For more podcasts about movies and nostalgia, head on over to cageclub.me. Hi, I'm Lindsay Gibb. And I'm Rekha Tulsaram. And this is Winona Forever. So, uh, on this Winona Wednesday, we're talking about Sex and Death 101, a film which, for some reason, before I saw it, I really was convinced it was going to be an anthology film, (laughs) just by the name. Uh, I think I've said that in, like, three different episodes before now, and uh, oddly, The Ten was the anthology Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. uh, movie, which was the movie right before this. So, that's just a weird coincidence, I guess. (laughs) But in our Heathers episode, we talked a little bit about sex and death because it, uh, Heathers was written by Daniel Waters mm-hmm. and Daniel Waters wrote and directed this movie. Correct. So this was a movie that, Rekka, you didn't like? Well, okay. Now, <laughs> things have changed. So, oh, okay. Uh, I watched... I don't know when the hell I first first watched this, mm-hmm. um, but I had it on DVD and I watched and I think, you know, this one of these films like you watch it with the wrong person and you're never going to like it kind of thing. Right. And I watched it with like uh, my roommate who was much younger than me and who didn't have time for it. She was right. just like, what the fuck is this? And I think it was OK. And I watched again for this and I didn't mind it. Yes, I also didn't mind. <laughs> yeah, it was fine. I, I sat through it. I didn't get bored. I, you yeah, know, I laughed. That was the key it was funny. element of this was that it wasn't boring and it was actually compelling. Like and I wanted wasn't to know what would really happen. that offensive. Like I thought it was more offensive yes. back then. I think I was more like maybe a more prudish or something, but it was, it was good. Especially given the subject matter. So I should describe what this yeah. is. So it is, Oh, I always forget the name of the guy. You called Simon him Baker. Yeah. It's Simon Baker in our Heather's episode. You called him the hunky guy. And then we had to look up who he was. Oh, yes. <laughs> We're like, who's the hunky guy? Anyways, it was Simon Baker. So Simon Baker is a hunky guy who <laughs> is going to marry uh his like fiance the woman from modern family yeah i was gonna say the woman from modern family um and uh anyway he gets he's emailed this uh list of names and it becomes apparent that the first like 21 names or something on the list are all women that he slept with and then 29 29 oh good do you remember the number but it's a list of 101 names and so they start to realize that like it's all the women he's going to sleep with and how is that possible because he's about to get married Mm -hmm. so yeah basically on his uh bachelor party or something he kind of accidentally has sex with this woman yeah that that is the next name on the list and that sort of the like obsession with the list yeah completing the list his, finding his the next person potential. on the list yeah and he's just yeah he takes it takes over um, and so yeah it's another movie where winona is not the main character she's very much the like secondary story in this yes but she's in it throughout the film yes but very small like very small parts but it is a significant role yeah She's alluded to a lot throughout yes. it. Like, there's a lot of, like, people doing graffiti that refers to her, like... Or her, her alias is Death Nell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> she's, like, this woman who's not exactly a serial killer. She's, like, a serial, like, putting coma? people in comas <laughs> person. person. Yeah. 
Um, but it's all like related to like sexual assault and like, yeah, the, like the, the, the uh, not hierarchies, but the like power dynamics between men and women. And like she find the, cre- taking she, back she the preys power. on the creeps and puts them in comas pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Which is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone and, and all the, all in the, the women in, in, the, in the, movie. the movie, the women in the movie have like shirts with her name on it and they're dressed like her. Yeah. They're calling, you know, saying, her, you know, she's president. Like they're just, you know, ups. they love her. They love her. And who wouldn't? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Winona's great. <laughs> cool. So, yeah, I, this movie was better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Uh, in part because I think like we hadn't talked a lot about this era before we got to it and this era has not been good yeah so you're you know you're expecting so much worse yeah yeah (laughs) yeah exactly based on what we've heard so far and or like what we've seen so far in the 2000s and the fact that it seemed like you didn't like it i was Mm -hmm. like "Uh oh this one's gonna be bad but uh, that's maybe why we liked it so much because we had really low expectations. For sure. But it, it was actually, yeah, it was funny. Enjoyable. There was, you know, good act, you know, good, yeah. great cast. I liked that they casted Mindy Cohen as yes. like his l- lesbian assistant who, you know, kind of guides an him and, you know, coaches him through all his dating. And his yeah, she had, she was a really good character. Yeah. She had like a good attitude and like told him off and didn't take his crap though he didn't give a lot of crap he didn't didn't seem like a bad boss he was just really focused on his like list of women he was gonna have sex with but like we, we you know i think the world needs to see more of natalie from the facts of life yeah. like, she is like one of the best characters in the facts of life and you know in this role she was perfect like you know she needs totally. to be a sitcom or something i actually right? did see her recently in something uh rupaul has a game show oh and uh, she was on it. She was one of the contestants. Sweet. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> she does random things like that. But yeah, I'd like to see more of her because she was really good yeah. in this. Um. So yeah, Daniel Waters back with Winona. Yeah. Maybe it, it was good. It worked out. Yeah, it worked out, I guess. <laughs> she needs to get back with her early days partners in film. And yeah. Because they, you know, they wanted to like, I think they wanted to work on Heather's 2 together. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think that ever happened, but I guess this one came about. Yeah. It worked. Yep. Um, Simon Baker was good. Yeah, he was. I mean, there was one, like, I found the beginning of the film distracting and I don't know if it was something about the quality of the film that i was watching though i rented it off of google play so i don't know why there would be a bad quality thing but i don't know if you noticed this it looked like a tv show the way it was filmed and like the set right at the beginning when he's like walking around outside in particular it looked like buffy or gilmore girls or something like the outdoor scene really i didn't notice it looked I it didn't... looked exactly like you know buffy so yeah, of I, course. Can, I can give you this reference and you'll know it um when giles had the magic shop and like mm-hmm. it looked oh, like that's right it. outside oh. of the magic shop <laughs> that was like where dawn would be sitting on the curb and yeah. would be ignoring her um yeah yeah I, that's that yeah. was what the whole beginning of this film looked like to me. And I was, so I was distracted by that it, thinking it, like, there was some sort of like be. set lookingness to it. Yeah. They probably had like zero budget, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I got over that and yeah. started to like it. And yeah. Um, we noted in the last episode that Patton Oswalt was in this. Yeah. His character's name was Fred. 
Um, his he worked with Alpha and Beta, and he was Fred. Yeah, <laughs> which was. <laughs> but enjoyable. they were the guys that like kind of operated this thing, this machine called the Oracle, which is what spit out all these. Uh, the, his conquests, his, his, yeah, the, the lists. lists. So there was other lists that got spit out. Some people got sent dates. Yeah, they um, said most people got the date they were going to die. Yeah, and so they run into one of the guys, and and it ends up that Winona like is pursuing him, and then she wasn't going to kill him or put him in a coma, yeah. but then he falls off the balcony and dies. And dies right because most of Winona's victims or whatever they just were in comas yeah. they weren't dead so the fact that this guy was gonna die was and i think that actor is actually in a buffy episode if i'm not mistaken oh really or he's in something he's like one of those tv show actors for sure right, right. the little guy interesting um, didn't recognize him there's a lot of funny lines when winona catches like the parkside peeper you know the guy in the newsstand um oh she kind of confronts him at the news, like the creepy newsstand guy who's looking at porn or whatever. Um, and he, she says, she says, or he says like, Oh, is this some feminazi mind fuck game? Right. And I thought that was like, Oh yeah, this is good. And then Meeps was there and she's like, I like this movie. <laughs> she just like, I love the, just, I just picture Meeps like walking behind the couch and not like watching this movie, but just pausing and yeah. going, I like this movie. <laughs> just like pretty last, much last, yeah. during the 10. This is not okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it was not. But this was this. Uh, yeah. I expected given the plot that it was like him just trying to sleep with all these women. I thought it would be a lot worse mm -hmm. than it was there wasn't a lot of bad stuff there was like one part where his friends seem envious and just want to hear about him sleeping with all these women because they're married men with yeah. kids um and the women are like making fun of him because he slept with somebody's niece she was 19 and a half he said and then they're all like eh! And yeah. like yelling at him and stuff so then i was like where is this going but that was like the worst of it I yeah think. And like, yeah, they they like really gave it to him for doing that. Like, it was like they acknowledged all the shitty stuff that was happening. You know yes. what I mean? They, yeah, yeah, they didn't just let it go. No. And he also, I feel like when he was pursuing Leslie Bibb, which I have to say, when I first heard of Leslie Bibb, the thing that came out of that for me was just how close her name is to mine. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and so she's always just been that person to me. I don't, I don't think I've seen her in very many movies, but every time her name comes up, I'm like, that's my name. <laughs> Practically Lindsay Gibb, Leslie Bibb. Anyways. Um, uh, so she's the character in this that he kind of like falls in love with mm -hmm. and wants to be with and thinks that her name is the next on the list because this is the point where he's buried the list mm -hmm. so that he doesn't obsess over so it. So all he knows is Dr. Murr. Right. That's the only. So he, her name's Dr. Miranda. So he, he assumes it's her, and he is trying his hardest to have sex with her, yeah. and she will not. She but will, he's being like he's not being not aggressive, but like he's like they they have like a very close relationship. They're all like they're basically a platonic in a platonic relationship, right? And she does and, say at some point like, oh, I, I think you know probably one day we'll sleep together yeah. or something like that, but. 
then just, yeah, and she also implied that she had slept with somebody else while they're you know been d- doing the things, and she also thinks he looks like Bam Bam, and you know it's <laughs> from just the flip from the Flintstones, yeah, <laughs> just kind of she starts calling him that. It's a, yeah. so like Bam Bam, come on, let's go. So they have a really great relationship. It's just unfortunate that like he wants it to be more, and and really expects it to be more because he's obsessed with that list. He can't really enjoy it for what it is, which mm-hmm. is just like this like best friendship that they have going. Um, and so she writes a kid's book that he kind of inspired her to write. It's like based on something that she thought about, but he just sort of like framed it as a yeah. book to her. And she was like, oh, my God, that's what I have to do. So she does that and then she wants to celebrate it with him and then he tries to kiss her and she's like, OK, seriously, like we're best friends. You're ruining this like this is not ever going to happen. And she dropped her wine glass and it shattered and she was about to leave and then she slipped on the glass and died. Yeah, falls and like hits her head on a planter and yeah. breaks her neck. Yeah, you hear this like sound. Yeah, so like, you know she's dead. She yeah. died. Um, and he like, oh, that's the other time where I thought, okay, this is going to go south is he goes into the room to see her and he is so obsessed with this list that he's about to try to have sex with her dead body. Kind of, yeah. But he doesn't do it. He no. just gets really sad and cries about her being dead and like fully doesn't. But like it it got yeah. to the point where you thought that was maybe going to happen. And I was like, no, no, please no, don't do this. Don't do that. I didn't. Re- I was like, I don't remember this part. <laughs> right. But I guess it's it's like because he's so obsessed with this list, he, he thinks, thinks it's he has like to. has to happen yeah. for him to move on. Um, but then he goes out because he can't do that, which yeah. is good. This is he's good. Yeah. He's a normal person who can't yeah. have sex with his friend's dead body or any dead body, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and he he meets an, a doctor in the hallway who consoles him and he mm-hmm. finds that her name <laughs> the is doctor's like, oh, you poor, good looking man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was her name? It was Dr. Murr something. Something Stone. Mm-hmm. Dr. Uh, Murstone. Oh, and by that time, did he not know that the name wasn't hers? He dug it up. He went in the backyard and dug up the list before yeah. he saw her name. That's right. So he knew it was somebody else. But did he do that like after she died? I guess so. Yeah. I don't remember the timeline of that exactly. I'm but. not sure. Yeah. He dug up the list though. Yeah. Um, so she was next. I just have a line written down that says, sports metaphors aren't my thing. And Mindy Cohn says that to Simon Baker at the one point, because he's trying to describe his anguish. And he's like, it's like if I'm in the thing with the net. And she's like, you know, she walks in, she's like, sports metaphors are my thing. And I was like, uh, same. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I'm not going to get those either. Like, same. You can like tell me all you want here. Like, we just talk, you know. And we have already established mm-hmm. on this podcast that... Yumi and Chris don't know anything about sports. <laughs> Oops. Oops. Oh, well. Um. <laughs> oh, um, one of the first people, this is just nothing, but uh, that Winona puts in a coma is the guy um, Malachi Sanchez, I think his name is, and he's in Catwalk, which oh, is a Canadian. Canadian. There's another Canadian reference. I think she's Canadian anyway. She was on Much Music, Amanda Walsh. Oh, yeah, I saw her in there. I was like, what was she, what was she doing in there? Well, she uh, left yeah. Much Music to be in movies. Yeah, she, she was, was in Austin in Powers. I remember seeing oh, her wow, there. I forgot about that. She was in a Canadian movie that I saw that had Angel 
from Buffy. Oh. He starred in it. Wow, I should really look up what that's called. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> back when I used to m- almost exclusively write about Canadian films, that movie came out. Do you remember the I TV show like, Catwalk? Oh, yeah. I have it all, all the episodes on, on, a, on discs. Oh, Atlas used to hang out in the Bramley City Center when I worked there. That is There was a lot cool. of talk about how he was a male stripper in Brampton. I could see that. Nah. Um, I don't know why you specify male stripper. He was a man. <laughs> yeah. so, but people people do seem to say that. That's true. Anyways. Anyway. Um, <laughs> we digress. And Matt was friends with someone else that was on Catwalk. Who? Neff Campbell? No, I'm just no not Neff Campbell. <laughs> the guy who dated her, though. Jesse. Uh, I actually ran into Jesse from Catwalk in Ottawa. Oh, really? And I said, you're Jesse from Catwalk. I feel like his character wasn't named Jesse, though. Now I have to look up Catwalk. Uh, yeah. Like, he dated her in real life, maybe not on the show. Why? For, for why the non-Canadians. Canadians and also non, like, I don't know, YTV watchers. Catwalk was, like, this show that was on a kid's television network at night. And it was featured, you know, young 20-somethings trying to make it in Toronto. And they were in a band, and they played in a loft. And Nev Campbell... This is before Party of Five. So this was her first role. But it was set in America. It was set in America? It was from 92 to 94. I remember I the episode where Sierra where buys were. a gun. Maybe it was set Who's in America. Sierra? They used American money, but it was there's Sierra, there's Mary, so Jesse, Atlas. Johnny, Johnny is the guy that Matt was friends with. Oh, Johnny. Karam or that's, something? That's, yeah. That's, That's the guy true. that was Winona's first victim. I don't know what I said his name was. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Matt didn't point out, but maybe he wasn't really watching it with me. Oh, yeah. Oh. No, that's him. Johnny from Catwalk. God. And Johnny from Catwalk was also in the L word. But anyway, that's Johnny from Catwalk. Interesting. I think his name's oh, Karim Malachi Karen. Sanchez. Yeah, yeah, and I said his, his name is Karen. Malachi Sanchez, which yeah, is yeah. why, but it's, it's Karim. I only know well, the there you go. Band. I guess he hung out in the music scene. I think that, like, the music scene. The Toronto, like, maybe punk scene. <laughs> That's where Matt would have met him. Anyways, we digress. Well, I'm glad. You know what? We haven't done a Canadian connection in a while. <laughs> and so, here we are. Fine. It was time. Uh, yeah, so Winona's storyline in this is kind of yeah very secondary very much just like her sometimes meeting these dudes Mm -hmm. in the background and you see like the progress of her her murder or her coma her coma thing spree (laughs) coma spree yeah in the newspaper there's always a picture and a story about it and like she always leaves um, a message when she does it like writes some sort of like poetic yeah in red spray paint some sort of thing like blah 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 i don't know what the heck she says but um, so then I guess like the whole thing of the story is that, you know, the last name on his list is, um, her name, Jillian DeRay, right. which is her name because she leaves her ID at one of the, you know, her victim sites. And so the vic- the IDs on, you know, all the TVs and cause you know, the men can't handle this woman at large. That's another thing about this film. Like, like all the men are losing their minds that right. death knell is out there, you know? Yeah, it's very much like an analogy, I, I feel like, for like sexually transmitted diseases or something. Like mm-hmm. guys are scared that they can't just have sex freely because there's something out there that's stopping them. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, it's also very directly referring to like sexual assault because so many times, yeah. I think a couple of times in this, Winona says like women don't get to not fear 
these types of encounters. So why should you (laughs) type Mm -hmm. thing? Um, Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 This is why all the women in the movie were like, death now, death now. <laughs> also, she's not killing these guys. Like, yeah. for a while I thought, okay, she's a serial killer, but we're supposed to like her. And then I was like, oh no, she's not killing them. She's giving them a drug. There is a movie that I was once, somebody lent to me in film studies. And I can't remember the name of it, but it was like a B horror movie. And it was about these women that would capture predators and castrate them and then send them back out. Woo. I was like, this is like the f- dream. This is not a horror movie. This is like a <laughs> fantasy film. <laughs> this is like a... Right. I think the thing that was unclear about this is I wasn't certain that Winona was just capturing predators. Like the guy from the newsstand, you're saying he was somebody. He was yeah, a peeper they, she, or she, she had his thing. She's like, you are the Parkside peeper. So like, I think she was... And then she oh, had, he was wearing the same t-shirt. Yeah, and then she went for the, the, the dormitory boys that were like... Yes, they before, created they, a date rape date drug. Date rape drug, and then she drugged them and... Boom. Yeah, knocked them all out. Yeah. That was awesome. That scene where she comes out of the room, like yeah. all these these whatever frat boys are all like yeah yeah outside mm-hmm. the room like all i don't know waiting in line to have sex with her or something yeah. and then she comes out and like blows her like pixie dust on them which is basically this drug yeah um and they all go down or maybe i don't know they she already think she drugged, drugged them, them and, and then they drink. started to yeah. go down yeah um and you're just like yes, yes. we're no nas taking control yeah uh it's pretty cool but what i was unclear on was the guy that she didn't mean to kill who, oh, yeah. who died and fell over the thing. I wasn't sure he was like on the, he was like looking for his soulmate, wasn't he? But was he doing something creepy? I don't really remember. I can't remember why she was like, she just assumed that she, she was, he was going to be like a monster. And then she, she realized that she, he was probably fine. She wasn't going to kill him. I don't right. think. Yeah. She wasn't, bl- she, she had yeah. the dust she was going to blow on yeah. him, but then she stopped and yeah. then he got scared and fell over the yeah. railing. And she was like, oh, that's a shame. Oh, well. yeah. <laughs> kind of. Kind of. <laughs> Not exactly what she said. Basically. Pretty much. Uh, there's a part in this where, well, his name's Roderick Blank. Oh, right. uh, Simon Baker. But he has to, he has to not, because he realizes that Winona's his last, you know, so he figures that's, it's going to kill her. Right. Um, so they say, okay, you don't have sex with anybody. Yeah. Just Cause you've got 20 people yeah. in between. You got 20 so. people. Just don't have sex. There's two weeks. You got, you know, just and wait and then we'll catch her. And then you have to, you know, you can do whatever you want. And then you don't have to worry about it. They're like, okay. So he tries to wait and then he is going for a bike ride. This is so stupid. <laughs> it really is stupid. Uh, and he crashes his bike and you know, at the same time, you know, a group of schoolgirls who are all 18 and 19 years, 18 years old, uh, f- discover his body. And, you know, they think, you know, a great way for all of them to lose their virginity is to have sex with him. All of them. All right. 19 of An them. An incapacitated man who's yeah. falling off So they bike. take advantage of him and... Uh, they take him onto the school bus yeah. and they line up and each one of them has sex with him. So there was 19, as they put it, virgins. Well, yeah, because yeah, they were to lose their virginity. Line up. And then he's like, okay, well, that's only 19 because there's 20 people that were like in between me and Winona. And then they're like, but what about the bus driver? Like, didn't, wasn't somebody driving them? And then he remembers. And it was Retta. Yeah, it was Retta. I was like, holy shit, that's Retta. I was so excited. That's one moment that Matt watched because I was like, oh my God, it's Retta. And he was like, what? I was like, what the hell? Came Retta over. Sounds- 
Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was great. That yeah, was, it was great. <laughs> was I enjoyed the Retta moment. <laughs> the Retta reveal. Uh, this movie also had Winona writing a diary again. Because when she started talking to Roderick at the end oh, about right. her whole, like, meaning, the meaning behind what she yes. was doing, she was talking about her diary or, like, what she was writing about it. And uh, Yeah, you see her writing in a journal, yeah. and you're like, mm, that's Winona. Uh-huh. And her writing gets more frantic as it goes along, which is also, like, I think Heathers. happened in Heather's. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Daniel uh, Waters knows yeah. Yeah, exactly. how to please his audience. Daniel Waters and Winona <laughs> need a journal in there. Yeah. Uh, and also Winona just dressed as the sound of uh, Julie Andrews in The Sound of Music. What about that? <laughs> so like one of the costumes that her like evil husband makes her wear is oh yeah her Ju- evil husband is the sound of music at Julie Andrews but then she comes in with like blood on her face but like just seeing Winona all these funny these costumes is kind of funny right so yeah the story she's telling to Roderick is that like she had this husband who was abusive and would make her dress up as different women and like abuse her basically yeah. while she was dressed up as these different characters um. Which maybe speaks to her dressing up because she's wearing wigs and stuff. The whole movie, yeah. yeah. Um, There's a. Do you remember the one scene where uh, they're in her hotel room and I think it's Beta and he's wearing just one of her wigs casually while talking on the phone. (laughs) That was so funny. I don't know. I think Beta doesn't know anything. (laughs) Patton Oswalt's so funny too in this. Yeah, because he's such a bozo. Like when he was acting like the bellboy and then like the woman's asked for directions and she just he just throws her directions on the ground you know yeah it's like fuck you know he doesn't give a shit they give it the people hand him luggage and he slams it on the ground he doesn't even try he's supposed to just be watching the um hotel because that's where she's staying and well the other thing about these guys is that they're like some kind of underground operation that's like using this machine to like monitor what's happening or whatever um but they they're gonna kill her like that's Mm -hmm. they're like not cops they're not arresting her their plan is to to kill kill her um beta is from gilmore girls oh that's where he's (laughs) He's australian he's the australian guy that's like friends with logan oh that little shit guy yeah yeah, little shit guy so he's putting on tucker not tucker but something like that like whisper now i have to to look at what is he was finn Finn. (laughs) tucker crisper finn you know huck and finn this is my head oh it's so weird it says finn slash quinn so i don't know if his name was Quinn and then Finn oh. or what? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Weird. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, cool. Okay. <laughs> but yes, he's an Australian person playing yes. an American in this because he actually puts on an accent. Uh, uh, there you go. Back to Winona's story. The guy who played Lester was Benvolio who in Romeo and Juliet. Uh, his friend in this so his sandwich so he works for a company called swallows oh right his burger making company but his friend with the the, the combed hair that was he was benvolio and romeo and julia ah, the the um claire danes one yeah yeah that's only <laughs> you're like the Ju- only one you mean <laughs> yeah uh right i understand <laughs> <laughs> 
So yeah, we've made it to 2007 and it's starting to look up. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I mean, the ending, even the ending I liked. So the, the yes. two of them, they're talking and then, the, you know, Winona is kind of crushing on the guy. Because he's listening to her yeah. and being a decent dude. Yeah, he's being a normal, nice guy. And so, you know, they decide maybe they're going to like put each other in a coma mm-hmm. and that's it'll be nice. But they, they trick you. Yes. You think, okay, they're both, you know, done. Comad. Comad. <laughs> but nope. Uh, they wake up and they have a baby. Yep. And they live happily ever after. Like a young child who runs in. Mommy, daddy. She's got long hair, which means time has passed. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Time has passed. And they're in love and they have a home and that's it. And that's why she's the last name on the list. Mm -hmm. Not because she killed him. Though he seems like like up for it like up for her killing him like as if like oh i've done all this i've been so obsessed with sex and not caring about yeah, people that fine i with it yeah i'm okay you can kill me because there was a period of time where he was getting all these phone calls from the women he'd slept with and they were all like you think that's just paying my like insurance is gonna get me off your back and like yeah, you yeah. think that he did do nice things for all the women to be like okay i had sex with you now i gotta find the next woman on the list mm-hmm. yeah um anyway <laughs> ew there was the moment where he was he found the porn star who had the name that he thought he was gonna oh, have sex with her yeah. and then he accidentally had sex with her grandmother and then she died and then the grandmother died and they had the same name yeah yeah yep. yeah that was Whoops. That was right near the beginning where I was like, okay, this is, the, I understand we'll how this goes. This is yeah. a movie wreck I didn't like, but it got better. Mm-hmm. And w- yeah, Winona was great. I really liked her character. I, I online, a lot of the reviews of this said like this would have been a better movie if it was more about her character. Yeah. Which is fair. That's but- true. A little bit more. A little bit more of Winona. A little bit more of Winona would have been good. Even a movie about that character might have been interesting mm-hmm. as well. Um, but it wasn't bad. Yeah, there the was like voiceover, was. like Simon Baker's voiceover in it, which was okay. Everything was fine. Everything was Everything fine. Everything was fine. That is the conclusion. Sex and Death 101. Everything, Everything was, was fine. fine. <laughs> <laughs> Hooray. Hooray. Thank God. We needed yeah, this. Yeah, we needed something. <laughs> we, we needed need relief. Need some relief. <laughs> um, well, next, we're taking a break from Winona Movies for one episode mm. to talk to Nigel Goodall, who's the author of a Winona Ryder biography. Yeah. That's called Winona Ryder, the biography. Uh, from 1998, though. So it's very much like right at the time before we went downhill. It's before um, uh, uh, Wow, Girl Interrupted. (laughs) For some reason, I could picture the comma and all I could come up with was love, actually. He didn't even mention, he didn't mention Girl Interrupted at all when we spoke to him. Yes, we Uh, have already spoken to him. And I also didn't accidentally use my British accent. Oh, good job. (laughs) I am proud of that. I'm proud of you as well. Um, (laughs) He didn't. uh, But also in his, his book, he does mention uh girl interrupted because she was like it was in the works oh right right uh when he wrote the book so interestingly reaching for the book uh at the end of the book there's like a filmography and there's a works in progress part of the filmography so girl interrupted is one of them and lambs of god is the other one i've heard of this forever 
I mean, that's... Jillian Armstrong directed who did she did, did little women thank you little um women. that's right um i remember seeing that listed on imdb for a very long time and i don't think it ever think anything yeah, ever happened it never happened it. Yeah. there's actually the whole last chapter in this book there's a big like discussion of like all the things she had in the works and literally none of them except girl interrupted became movies Ooh, yeah <laughs> So okay. that's, I guess, shows you a little, a little taste of Hollywood and how it works that mm-hmm. like so many things get started up, but don't end up happening. Yup. 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 Cool. Well, uh, next Winona Wednesday, a little chat with Nigel. Yes. Tune back in. And then, and then what? What's the next oh, movie God. after that? Is it? <laughs> it's the last word. Oh, don't know what that is me neither so we're really in an era like you really haven't seen the movies that we're coming out for right no i mean last word i don't know what that is um so yeah no so yeah (laughs) cool well i mean it was nice to have this reprieve even if we do go back into the sludge after that yeah yeah Oh, well, we'll just have to discuss well, what is going fun. on we'll with her career yeah. <laughs> when we get into the, the Sweet. Well, thanks uh, for being here with us <laughs> for Sex and Death 101. See you in two weeks. Okay, bye. Bye. Winona Forever is part of the Cage Club Podcast Network. Episodes produced by Chris Landry. Music by No Refunds. Hosted by Lindsay Gibb and Rekka Tulsaran. Contact Rekka and Lindsay at Winona at cageclub.me.